Today, I choose to feel excited and that allows me to. And then your business action will come out. And then before you even clean your teeth, you take that business action. And then if you do nothing else for the rest of the day, so what? You've accomplished what you specifically set out to accomplish. Exactly. You've done what was in your soul. And if you always do what is in your soul, you will be successful in business. Too legitimate to quit, instantly actionable small business strategies with a pop culture spin. I am your host, Annie P. Ruggles, and my guest today is the magnetic Michelle Clark. Michelle's energy is infectious and her words inspiring and empowering. She is obsessed with helping soul-led entrepreneurs achieve transformational success by up-leveling their energy, mindset, and habits, and helping them step into their power and speak to their authentic message. She encourages entrepreneurs to be unapologetically brave AF, tap back into their inner knowing, and unleash their magic so they can become magnetic to their soulmate clients and bring their purpose into the world. Because the world needs what they have. An entertaining speaker, Michelle is guaranteed to get people laughing as she full-heartedly shares her experiences and her success triangle methods with your audience so they can get on making a difference in the world. Michelle, all the way on the other side of the world, I am dying to ask you this question. What do small business owners need to focus on this week? Turning up the dial on them. Stop being ashamed of what you sell, of yourself, of freaking everything. This is what wanted to roll out of me this morning. Just stop the shame. Love it. Stop it. You know, I love that you bring up shame. We have not really, as the word, as the idea, we've talked about a lot of satellites of shame, but I don't think on this show we have had a no holds barred talk about shame. And I think that that is fantastic because we spend so much time talking about the light side of shame, which is that confidence or that self-trust. We don't talk a whole lot about the shadow Because we're saying, well, I have to be shame-free. I'm a small business. I'm putting myself out there. I do good work. I'm a good person. I'm highly intuitive. I don't have any shame. Bullshit. Yeah. Bullshit. So a couple of compound questions. Feel free to take this in whatever direction you want. Number one, why don't we talk about shame enough, in my opinion? Do you agree that we don't? Or why why are so many of us so hesitant? To admit, even to ourselves, that some of our baggage is shame. I think it's kind of like you don't want to address the elephant in the room. It's like you don't want to address it that you drink too much wine. If you say it out loud, it's true. You know, like I think we just don't want to admit that there's shame because we're supposed to be these bold, audacious women. I mean, we're living in the 21st century. We're already burnt our bloody bras. Right. We're not ashamed. 
but we freaking are like women tear each other woman down and it's not like they're grabbing their hair and pulling them off their pedestal but it's just slight little shame you know it's these these tiny little niggles and women are worse at it than anyone else and not because they're mean not because they're necessarily judgy but it's conditioning we are taught to keep the status quo now I, I coach a lot of nurses and they talk about this a lot, you know, like nurses are supposed to be invisible and they're supposed to be really kind. And if one pops their little head up, they squash it down like whack-a-mole, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's so totally true. It's like you are being too ostentatious. You're taking up too much space. Yeah. You know, you're you're making too much of a effect. You're you're creating a wave or a ripple. And and that's so totally true because then you get someone who is a nurse or a caregiver and you put them in a position where they have to self-advocate in the form of marketing and sales. And it's extremely hard for them for that exact reason that they've been silenced for so freaking long that just that act of self-advocacy can feel shameful. So how do we invite people around that shame or through that shame? What should our relationship with that shame be? You, you, you got to dive all the way into it. Like whenever whenever you look at, at someone online and you're like, oh, oh my God, they did my workshop. You know, I was going to do that. Or what are they talking about? I could do that so much better. Or how dare they show up in their tutu riding their flamingo, which is what I do in most of my photos. <laughs> how dare they do that? That is an indication. That's your soul going, hey, knock, knock, knock. This is what you really want. It's why you're judging it. So whenever you see that, stop, drop and shadow work. drop and shadow work (laughs) that needs to be on a tote bag if that's not already on a tote bag a t-shirt a tote bag whatever a yoga mat stop drop and shadow work y'all it's that's so true I think I just need to like a yoga mat that just says shadow work so that if I start beating myself up I like look down in one of my balances and I'm like Oh, that's what I'm doing. That's right. Okay. We're good. We're fine. It's all about the shadow work. Like how much shit comes up when you're in a yoga pose? Oh, a billion. A billion trillion. (laughs) Well, because we're creating space to feel and to live experientially. And I think so often one of the reasons why the shadow stuff comes up really weirdly or unexpectedly in a business and then it just hits you like a truck is because we aren't creating that container or that space for the shadow. And I think that's especially true for our beloved woo-woo people of the world who are working so hard to raise the vibration of the planet and to rock their sensitivity and empathy and all these things that when they're like, I am love and light, I am love and light, I am love and light, and I'm having a really bad day. And now I have one second to think about why I'm having a really bad day. And now I'm having a really bad week. And because I'm a light worker having a bad day, and because I'm a light worker who's experiencing shame, I must be a fraud. So now I have imposter syndrome. And now I have a new layer of shame. And now I want to go back to bed. And now I want to stop advocating. And now somebody else wrote my book, so I'm not going to write it at all. No. Right? And now someone else turned their goddamn light off. And we need people turning their lights on. Yes, and keeping them on. Mm, we do. And how much shame is there around being woo-woo? I mean, I talk about being a woo-woo. Like, I am I mean, I've actually got a master's in business administration, which I never use, by the way. It's a load of bollocks, right? I use my woo-woo <laughs> far more than any qualification I have. But 
there was definite shame around it. Like even even my family members still, even other people in social media that don't even know me, they're like, oh, you know, we love what you do, but you might want to turn down the woo a bit just so that people don't think you're a flake. And I'm like, let them think I'm a flake. I couldn't care less. If they associate woo with flake, that's their definition, not how you're showing up. Exactly. And, and I mean, I, I proved them wrong. Like, I mean, I'm a, I'm a multimillionaire. I got here with woo. So judge me all you like. It works. Hey, hey. That <laughs> woo wooed me all over the bank. I walked into the bank and I said, woo, woo. <laughs> I love that. And I, you know, it's, there is this whole idea of um, emotional safety, spiritual safety around declaring yourself as a woo in this world. And I myself, am a practicing, self-practicing woo, but I don't teach in the woo space, but a humongous amount, a giant proportion and percentage of my clients identify as some kind of healer. And I have seen everything from, you know, I'm absolutely positive that I've been burned as a witch 97 times in the past life. And I'm like, okay, cool. Let's own that. But then I've also seen the people that are like, I've been burned 97 times and I'm an Arcturian and I'm a this and I'm a that. And they just throw it out there and damn it all. Let, let people see what they want to see. But then I also have people that are saying, well, if I put a crystal on my website, will my evangelical Christian family think that I'm a Satanist? And it's like, oh, there's so many layers of it unpacking in that but but for you the woo is the true right I've also seen some people badly badly pander to the woo and you can tell that they're totally fake woo so they're just like hey lady bitches namaste and you're like do you know what namaste means (laughs) do you have any idea like what's up with the namaste on your website oh yeah well they're just pandering to the woo that's fake woo but for you the woo is true so the woo is central for me the woo is true so i serve the woo for my clients the woo is true or untrue and they step into that accordingly but i love your willingness to be like that's me baby and Woo's made me money and a beautiful life that I don't have to use my master's degree for. So, hey, okay. <laughs> what do you think are some of the hesitations or misconceptions that people who align as Woo experience in the way that they show up in the world or specifically in the way that they market or brand themselves? I think I think there's a lot of misconception about what woo even is. Like that's why I call my book Woo Woo for Women in Business because I was like it's totally tongue in cheek, right? Like it's, it's totally yeah. it's totally meant to be offensive because it's not even woo woo. Like and and this is going to offend some people, but whatever, you know, like running around and happy tide eyed and um everywhere, right? Like it's not necessarily what woo is, right? Like woo, we all have intuition. Whether you believe that comes directly from God whether you believe it comes from your higher self, whether you believe it comes from your freaking Octarian that's on Cirrus planet or wherever the Octarians come from, it doesn't <laughs> matter, right? It doesn't matter where you think it comes from. But what happens is when you are quiet and you create space for yourself, just like we talked about on the yoga mat, you have space to listen to an external and an internal guidance that will give you better business and life results 
than just hustling and doing what your brain tells you to do because your brain yes. your brain is designed to keep you safe it doesn't want you doing anything out there or visible or different but your soul knows that what you need to do needs to be different because if you're the same then how are you supposed to you know how are you supposed to get ahead the way that you just outlined that i think is so lovely because in the way that you explained it that hustle mentality actually becomes the antithesis and the enemy of clarity. It is. Because we're going go, 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 instead of look, 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 look inside. Yeah. Exactly. Right? And there's a time and a place for that go, go mentality. But if you're in struggle or if you feel unaligned, it it's our, and I know this because I've done it a million times, I get stressed, I work faster. Yeah. Normally sloppier. And I look outward instead of inward. But what I need to do, and I know this, and I do this better in my personal life, but not as well in my professional life, is when I'm looking for clarity in my life, when I'm feeling unbalanced or unaligned or disconnected in my life, I know to look inward. But for my business, my first instinct is go, 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 go. So how can we encourage people who are hardwired in that get shit done mindset to take the necessary steps to do the shadow work, to listen and find their guidance and their intuition. Yeah, it's really easy. It's so much easier than what people think. And this is the trouble. People overlook it because it's so easy. They think that success has to be complicated and they think that to make twice the amount of money is hard and you just don't. Fake news. Fake news. Yeah. So what you need to do to tap in, I mean, like you can grow your business in just two hours a day. Those books are not telling you lies. Like I, I grow my business in, in two hours a day and then I go off and float on my unicorn and ride my horses and do whatever the, the hell I like, right? But the trick yeah. is do not look at your phone or your emails or communicate with anyone until you are freaking done, right? Like get get up early in, earlier in the morning if that's what you have to do, but get up at five o'clock and the first thing you do after you've gone for a wee is you grab your trusty journal and you write, today I choose to feel, because you get to choose how you feel. If you go, gosh, I'm tired, guess what you're going to feel? Tired. Tired. If you wake up and you see the note that you wrote yourself before you went to bed, tomorrow I'm going to wake up feeling blissful or excited or whatever, and you go, oh, look at that. Today I choose to feel excited and that allows me to. And then your business action will come out. And then before you even clean your teeth, you take that business action. And then if you do nothing else for the rest of the day, so what? You've accomplished what you specifically set out to accomplish. Exactly. You've done what was in your soul. And if you always do what is in your soul, you will be successful in business. But we, you know, we dive into social media. Like we're just trained to do these things first and it's frying our brains. Like, yeah. No wonder there's so much anxiety. Well, yeah. I mean, if you look at your social, instead of saying today, I choose to feel Mm -hmm. and doing that and doing that in a non-digital way, instead, if you're like, I'm still in bed, I'm going to go scroll Instagram. Then basically I'm writing in my journal today. I want to feel jealous in conflict with everyone and inadequate. Exactly. And fat. That sums it up exactly. And and fat and lazy. Okay, great. Right. But you know, one of the main things that, that, I uh, I don't speak too directly, but I love the relationship I have with a lot of people on the woo side and the lesser woo side of money coaching because I teach sales. So we got to get people around the money stuff 
is people are waiting to feel prosperous in order to act in a success-inducing manner. It's the wrong way around. Right. And one of the best things I've ever been taught is that we are prosperous in this moment. We must take action to usher in that prosperity. And that, for me, was such a mindfuck because I was like, oh, that means that I'm not prosperous someday if I do all these things. It means that that energy is already around me. What I have to do is welcome it and create it and usher it in, but it's already there. And I think that for me and for a lot of my clients feels very... um, liberating yeah or just let it in like honestly the universe wants to support you stop holding it at bay it wants to Mm -hmm. give you everything it really does it's only your bullshit beliefs that that hold it back and the fastest way to manifest anything and I'm talking money success a hot husband like whatever the heck you want to manifest right is to feel it so if you future forward and you go how will I feel when I have attained this goal and if you're like Mm -hmm. oh I'm just gonna feel so free awesome what can you do right this minute to feel free? Is it swimming in the ocean? Is it riding your horse backwards? Is it roller skating? Is it whatever? Do that. Because when you create the feeling, you create the magnetism that you need for, for the manifesting. Right. You create a little and beget a lot. Exactly. I love that. I love that. How are some of the ways you said that, or I don't know your exact language, but it was really perfect. But how are some of the ways that we block the universe's support? Shame. <laughs> Fear. Here we go again. Exactly. You, you cannot manifest and pull things towards you when you are in fear. You can't have fear and love at the same time. They are opposite ends of frequency. When you have right. fear, you will not be manifesting anything good into your life. So fear, shame, doubt, imposter syndrome. Yeah. All of those things, all, all, all of those negative things, all of those negative emotions that come up are actually gifts for us to dive into the shadow work, to grab our journal and go, so what's that feeling really, really about? You know, like when your brain says to you, oh, it's too much, Michelle, you've gone too far this time. Or, you know, when, you, when you're like, oh my God, my dad's going to cringe about what I just said on social media. Or, you know, anytime you get any, any of those feelings that kind of create a Vump, you know that feeling in your stomach where you're just like, where you feel your energy bump? Yeah. Any of those feelings are what hold your success back. It feels like you ate a bad burrito. Yeah. Like it's like a dense brick of emotion sitting right at your energetic center. Yeah. It feels a lot like future food poisoning. Yeah. It does because you're literally like it's backed up poisoning. energetically. Right. It's like, oh, I just don't like this energy. I don't like, why did I eat that burrito? I don't know. Oh, God. I don't know why burritos specifically. I think it's just because it's like brick shaped. Yeah. Is why that pops into my head. But, but you're totally right because that feeling, if we push it away or if we aggressively work through it, and I'm not talking work through it, dive into it, grab hold of it, grab the edges, like you said, but instead, like, I refuse to feel this thing because I deserve better and therefore, rah, rah, I will push past this. Mm -hmm. That feeling may go away for a while, but then it comes back with friends. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You have to deal with it. You do. It's it's, it's like trying to cover up a pimple with concealer. Mm -hmm. Still going to be there when you wash the Putting Vaseline. Yeah. It might have friends. Because you put a bunch of oil on your face. Uh, But 
So what about what about just really bad days, Michelle? What about just days when everything is shitty mm-hmm. and work feels like a burden and living the dream feels like a total nightmare? Yeah. How do we honor those days, look for the truth in those days, but also not get stuck there? Yeah, there's two really important things here. Those days are gifts. When you are coming up for a change, when you are lacking in clarity, when you don't know what the next step forward is, then the universe will throw a day at you that makes you feel like shit. So you hide under the covers, you just watch old movies all day, you know, you snuggle your little snouser in the bed and you don't get out. Those shitty feelings, just like when you get a sore throat, it's because Mm -hmm. you need to go and rest and stop talking for the day. Or just like when you get sick, it's because your body needs a rest. When you feel these shitty feelings, it's because you need to stop. And you need to wallow a little bit to create the space so that you can get the clarity. Yes. If you feel like shit, stop trying to mask it with Netflix and wine and gossip and whatever else. Stop trying to mask it. Just feel the goddamn emotion because it has a lesson for you. Like they're not even bad emotions. We just make them bad. If you if you fully, fully, fully feel into it, then it will pass so much quicker. Stop, drop, and shadow work. Exactly. I'm telling you, we're putting that on a tote bag for yeah. you, Michelle. We just have to. Yeah. Now, before I force you into all kinds of branding and <laughs> merch, I brought you here today not to talk about tote bags, but to talk about something that you and I so dearly love. It's a movie. It's a musical. It's an experience. It's a phenomenon. It brought us the time warp. Michelle, what the hell does any of this shame or shadow or space have to do with the Rocky Horror Picture Show. I completely love the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Like, I love how over the top it is. I love that he is out there wearing whatever he wants to wear. And he's like, you all love me. He's just like, yeah. I mean, okay, so it didn't work out for him in the end. Like, it's probably a poor example for a business model, right? (laughs) But I know. But he thrived for a long time. He did. He did. Got a little big for his britches, but he thrived. She. They thrived, Frankenfurter thrived for a really long time before the pool incident. <laughs> exactly. But I love like that that value of of being, I love that you use the word over the top in that it's it's just we we talk about authenticity or we talk about transparency, but there's just the opposite of shame in that space of just utter bold unapologetic what confidence joy what is the opposite of shame yeah. that frankenfurter exhibits honestly the opposite of shame is not confidence it's joy when you step into your three-year-old joyful self when you're the splashing yes. around in, the, in your gum boots that's what you're after when you step into that vibration you are fucking magnetic to everything you desire it's the joy and it's so funny that uh you and i in the pre-chat talked about how we um both love dressing up as Columbia. And I I think part of what people understand of Rocky Horror before they even see it or experience it for the first time is if they see a picture of it, they just see this outlandish fashion, right? They've got Meatloaf all dressed up like a freaking doo-wop rocker. They've got Susan Sarandon in a wet slip. They got Rocky and Tidy Whities. They got Frankenfurter and everything. Right. And so, you know, and even Magenta, who's wearing a pretty benign maid's costume, has massive hair. But I think 
it, it's not that the whole show is about fashion, but I know that there is a hack for if I'm feeling less than fabulous, if I make myself wear something ostentatious, yeah. I immediately feel better. Exactly. Because I'm so out of my head that I'm also like, the audience can't see you, but you're wearing this like beautiful pink jacket. I'm wearing uh, and gorgeous pink lipstick. I'm wearing a dress with foxes all over it. I look down. What I'm wearing makes me happy. Yeah. I'm guessing the same is for you. Yeah, totally. Right? I, I and so every it's, day because I love it. But if we expand that past fashion into just presence, if you're looking at your own presence, does it make you happy? Exactly. And if it does, let's turn up the volume on it, Frankenfurter. Let's get out there. Yeah. And if you look down and it makes you feel miserable, for God's sakes, go and buy yourself a pretty frock. Like, yes, <laughs> please. Please. Whatever the style is, whatever your gender identity, it does not matter. Go get yourself a pretty dress. Exactly. Like just, I think uh, I credit Burning Man for really kind of breaking me out of uh, decades of like weird, I have to look perfect at all times. I'm like, no, I don't. I just have to look fabulous. Exactly. There's a difference between perfect and fabulous. And what I want to be is fabulous. And I think that's a whole other thing too for business. Again, not just fashion is so many of us get trapped up in perfectionism. What if your business is perfect, but it is fabulous? Exactly. It's not supposed to be perfect. So it's all about showing up fabulously and musically. I mean, and any kind of choreographed dance is always going to be great. Why are so many people at weddings doing the electric slide and not the time warp? I don't understand. <laughs> the time warp is more fun. It's just a jump to the left. I mean. I did when I got married 20 years ago. We did the time warp at my wedding. <laughs> I'm, I'm delighted, delighted to hear that. But I think there's also something to be said, and this is a stretch, but um, the repetition of the process. Right. The whole song of the time warp is literally just them saying this is a thing called the time warp that we're all going to do. And here's all the ways that you do it. There are not giant use cases. There are not raving testimonials. I did the time warp and now everything is fabulous. It's like it's a jump to the left and then a step to the right. And I think that also goes to your point before about how we have this tendency in that hustle mindset to overcomplicate instead of allowing ourselves to be repetitive and clear and to break things down into manageable chunks. Am I off on that? No, or is that in there too? Right. And people get sick of their message. They're like, oh, but God, people are so sick of me with this offer. I'm like, bitch, please, they don't even see what you're doing half the time, right? Like Facebook isn't showing them half of what you're doing. Like, And coffee vendors don't go, ooh. I've sold far too many cups of coffee. Sorry, no more coffee today. We're only having herbal tea. Like, nobody's sick of what you're selling. You're sick of what you're selling. Don't overcomplicate it. Stop creating new courses and just sell what is in your soul. Oh, (laughs) my God. You just hit one of my biggest, I would say irritants in my client, but I, in my clients, but I know that this is also something that I've really struggled with is that. It's not that I don't believe in it, but I do get bored with the same stuff over and over. And so for me, I will launch something. I will devotedly launch it for about a month. And then I'll be like, 
Gosh, that's not selling as well as I thought it would. Maybe I should throw that out the window and do something completely new. And you're like, no, no. Don't get bored with your own offering. Don't fall out of love with your own offering. Yeah. Don't sell something new. No, not if it came from soul. Not if it came from right. soul. If it came from soul, it will be successful. It's just you haven't been quite truthful in your offer. You try to make it look pretty and appealing to people instead of going, it's this. You go, oh, it's all the fluffy shit around the outside. Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. If it's from your soul, it will sell. Yeah. If you're truthful about it. Yeah. And if it's not from your soul, go ahead and make something new. Exactly. And it's okay if you put stuff out in the past that wasn't of your soul because you were experimenting. Of course. That's how we learn. Exactly. That's how we learn. All right. So here's another Rocky Horror question. Because as we alluded at the beginning, things don't work out so well for our friend Frank in the end. Um, Dr. Frank... Frankenfurter owning Fabulosity, being fabulous queen, cult leader, alien that they are, uh, got a little big for their britches, mm. bought into their own hype a little bit too much. So if we are leaning into our bravery, our woo, our specialness, our fabulosity, our spirit and our intuition... How do we mitigate the risk of detaching from others or detaching from truth? Mm -hmm. Or how do we keep ourselves grounded mm -hmm. when we are putting ourselves in this performative place? Yeah, exactly. And, and that is very easy to do. Like when, when you get successful and, and you see it over and over that people lose touch with who they really were. And and what we saw in poor little, you know, Frankenfurter was he was he was unkind and he made everyone else pander to his dream instead of allowing other people to be who they were. And that's that's what that's what got him down. It wasn't that he actually got too big for, for his britches because you can't get too big for your own britches, right? Like be big and magnificent. Like look at all these amazing people in the world. Oprah, she's amazing and big, and she doesn't dull who who she down is, but she's incredibly kind and she allows other people to have different opinions and be who they are. And that's what it is. It's being true to your soul. And the way to keep grounded while you still have the success is to tap into your soul. It's not that you need to keep cleaning your own toilet. It's that you need to keep tapping into what what is your soul directing you to do. Your soul will always direct you to be kind, always. Amen. We've talked about kindness a ton on this show and always in different iterations. And I love that it has shown up here again as the antidote for getting big-headed. Yeah. Your soul will lead you to kindness. Exactly. Your soul will keep you from mistreating people. But we, again, have to create the and space. And why is it listen. that we don't trust ourselves? Like, why do we think we're going to turn into raving assholes? Like, like money is just an expander, like alcohol. Like, if you're if you're depressed and sad and you drink alcohol, you're going to be more depressed and sad. If you're silly and giggly and you drink alcohol, you're going to annoy everyone by being even more silly and giggly. Money's the same. It's just an expander. If you're a beautiful, kind person and you have money, you're just going to be more kind. You can do beautiful, kind things with exactly. that money. Exactly. So and maybe... if you're already a jerk, money's just going to make it easier for you to show the world what a jerk you are. So so maybe that's what we're truly wor worried about at a deep level, that we're actually all jerks. And that needs to take a deep dive into your journal. Yes. Listen, I'm going to make an assumption, listener. If you're listening to this show, 
if you've been putting up with me for anywhere from 29 minutes and 52 seconds on to 40, 50 episodes, whatever this is, uh, I'm going to just assume that you're not a jerk. And I'm going to just congratulate you on your non-jerkness because I don't think jerks would have the tolerance for this jerk. <laughs> just kidding. Uh, no, I, I love that. All right. Crazy question for you. You ready? Here we go. Yeah. Rocky Horror, but it's the Michelle Clark picture show. Okay. We got the Michelle Clark picture show. And in Rocky Horror, one of the weird world bending features there, or world building features rather there, is the somewhat sexualized, but always affectionate touching of elbows. (laughs) Now, I know that we are coming out of this global pandemic where y'all are handling it way better than we are up here, but uh, touch is a little bit strange to think about. But in the Michelle Clark picture show, we bring all of your clients and loved ones together and we are showing our affection and respect for each other by engaging in a weird physical touch. What is the gesture? What are we touching? Oh, God. It has to be like, you know, like sparkle fingers. We touch the sparkle. Sparkle fingers out. Sparkle finger touch. Mm-hmm. We'll just sit there and just kind of tickle yeah. each other's fingers. Exactly. I love it. So then you can do that virtually and it works so well. It really does. It feels quite nice. We're doing it right now. (laughs) Hey, listeners, just reach your hands out and just wiggle your beautiful sparkle fingers at us. Michelle and I are doing it back to you at point of recording. We'll do it right when you're listening. But it does. It just feels so nice and warm, like a nice hug without someone all up in your business. I love it. Michelle Clark, queen of woo, my favorite New Zealander who lives in New Zealand land of my hobbit ancestors. What? I don't know. What is the best way for people to get out of their own way to step into their fabulosity and to get a hold of you? They can reach out to me on my website, which is empowermentempires.com. If you jump on there, there's a whole ton of free stuff. You can jump in and grab my my latest five-week free course, which just happens to be Becoming Magnetic to Soulmate Clients. You can buy my book, Woo Woo for Women in Business. You can find it all on there. Empowermentempires.com. Michelle, it has been such an honor and a delight doing the time warp with you on the podcast today. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much, Annie. It's been amazing. Everybody else, I will be back in just a second with my final thought and your homework for the week. Well, hey there, listeners. Are your emotions and feelings getting lost in the chaos of entrepreneurship? So many of us have to be on all the time. Zoom, 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 social, 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 legion, legion, legion. Although being on looks different for each of us, it's exhausting for all of us. Add the pressure on to be fully authentic, transparent, brave, and confident on top of all of that. And wow, that's a lot of showing up for other people. What emotions are getting lost under all of this? What role does denial play in your day-to-day? And what truths are you sweeping under the rug in order to paint a pretty picture for your clients or your network? 
All emotions are informative, but only if we honor, explore, and process them. So this week, your homework is a choose-your-own-adventure. If you don't identify as woo-woo, your time warp is just a jump to the left. Your task is to make a decision based wholly on your intuition. Now, as Michelle said in the episode, you can define intuition and its source as of God, of yourself, of your learned experience, whatever. You can call it your inner knowing or your gut, but at least once this week, when you find yourself overthinking or overprocessing your work, Dive in the direction of your emotional, intuitive nudges. What will deciding like that change for you? Will it be terrifying or liberating? My guess is both. If you do identify as woo, then your time warp is to take a step to the right and do your dang shadow work. If you're projecting love and light all the time, you might be depleting yourself or sweeping informative, useful, fear, longing, truth, or others away from where they need to be seen. How will deeply feeling your feelings inform your work and your client relationships this week? How can your emotions, positive and negative, empower others? How can you show them what work they can do by working on you? Hey, thanks for listening. Too Legitimate to Quit is brought to you by the Non-Sleazy Sales Academy and me, your host, Annie P. Ruggles. Listen, we talk a lot about marketing on this show, and that's because I fully, earnestly believe that every dime and every moment we spend marketing is totally worth it unless we turn around and sabotage ourselves at the finish by refusing to sell and sell beautifully. Why? A lot of us have a misconception of what selling actually requires of us or who it needs us to be. Please give me the opportunity to help change your mind at www.nonsleazy.com. That's N-O-N-S-L-E-A-Z-Y.com. Big shout out to the fabulous dudes who helped make this show what it is. My producer and editor, Andrew Sims of Hypable Impact. My composer, Riley Herbastio and my show artist, Francois Vigneault. They're all fabulous, and I'd be glad to introduce you. Until next week, just do your best, and remember, you're too legitimate to quit.